Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means you're locked and loaded for another edition of the post-AEW Dynamite Wednesday night podcast here all across the platforms on the Wrestling Inc. channel and feed. I am Justin Lavar alongside Jimmy Corderas, former WWE ref of over 20 years. And it's Wednesday, January 11th. So you also know that means we are in the final hours of celebrating our own Demon Diva Issa's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you know that Monday Night Raw was also created on January 11th? Ah. Yes, it was. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. You're right. Uh, 30 years to the day uh, was the first Raw. That's right. In the Manhattan Center. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and they'll be celebrating that, uh, I think, coming up in two episodes of Raw uh, officially. Right. So I think. Yes. I think it's two. I don't think it's this week. I think it's the, the next one coming. Issa, how's your birthday been? Oops, she already froze up on us. Well, oh, no. <laughs> at least we hope it uh, we hope it's a computer issue <laughs> I hope, yeah right because <laughs> it is a birthday it could be celebrating maybe too much too much celebration uh you there know it, you is 10, it is 10 13 at night so right. uh it, it's been a day uh well we'll wait to try to get isa uh back with us nonetheless but uh 
appreciate everybody who is uh, tuning into us live. The chat room is already filling up, so appreciate seeing that. And of course, if you're checking us out after the fact, video or audio, we uh, we appreciate you there as well. There she is. It's a colleague. There we go. There we go. My internet's starting to heal on me. Sorry. It's all good. Yeah, I was just gonna ask how how has the birthday celebration been? It was it was good and quiet. Um, went out for uh dinner with my mom and my uncle. They kind of forced me out of the house. I had to work all weekend. I was covering some local wrestling events here in Puerto Rico, so I'm actually mm -hmm. super exhausted. So I was gonna save the celebration for the weekend, but they forced me out, and I did a stream, and we had a lot of fun over there. So it's been a great day. Thank you. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. awesome. Well, hopefully this will be a birthday level podcast for you. You can have some fun. Uh, there you go. And, and I like the night. episode, but I'm drunk, so I, I'm not at my best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're very transparent here on the show. Yes, to... nothing but honesty on these Wrestling Inc. Uh, review shows, trust me. You know it. <laughs> Jimmy talks about 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10-pound bag, and uh, Issa's going to have uh, six shots, and she's only got five shot glasses lined up, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll let's uh, talk a little. We'll make it work exactly. Let's talk a little news before we jump into dynamite here. Uh, both the news items coming to you from the world of WWE. First one about William Regal. It is 2023, so he is now officially back with the WWE. And uh, we found out, uh, according to PW Insider, that they are reporting Regal's uh, formal title now that he's back um, is going to be called Vice President of Global Talent Development. That was a title that at one point uh, previously Paul Triple H Levesque had held. Uh, when he was overseeing NXT and then Performance Center and such. Uh, you know, Jimmy, you, you obviously know Regal. You worked with him for many years. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, he's an excellent eyeball, right, at, oh. at being able to spot talent and spot their strengths, spot their weaknesses. So this is just kind of a natural. It, it, it is. It's a natural fit for him, especially someone like Regal who has experienced, you know, different styles all over the world and how these styles could mesh and blend in well with the WWE. And, you know, obviously there's a different style in Japan and there's a different style uh, like in AAA in Mexico, for example, and that sort of stuff. Every area has a little bit of their own little niche. And William Regal is awesome at spotting not just raw talent. But raw talent that can be utilized and and uh, maximized to their potential. So this is this is only a natural fit for him. And uh, and and He's, you mentioned that that uh, Triple H had the position prior to to this. Uh, I'm sure that Triple H in the past got a lot of advice. And hey, William, what do you think of this guy or this gal? Yeah, yeah, Issa. I mean, they uh, you know the the performance center. Obviously, there's one that the original one in Orlando. Like, you know, they're, they're starting to pop up elsewhere around the world. This is huge uh, for their ecosystem of talent, which they were kind of on this global path anyways prior to co the COVID-19 pandemic. That obviously sets some things back. But now that we're pretty much back to normal, uh, you know, William Regal, I mean, this is going to be great for them to be, be attractive for talent on all on all continents, all countries. Yeah, I got the opportunity to be part of some of WWE's tryouts opportunities. You know, they allow some of us to kind of like experience that. And and it didn't feel the same without Regal. The last one that we did at SummerSlam, it just didn't feel the same. There was a there was a, a very you could tell they were in sync. I did I, I was able to attend the one in Las Vegas where it was Samoa Joe, Regal, and Triple H. And, and I I 
it was an honor to get to observe them, watch these people, you know, do their tryouts and then kind of like conversating with each other. The Nashville one didn't feel that way. And I still think the, the missing piece there was Regal. So I'm excited that he's back. I think he has a special eye for talent. And it shows, like, even the story that they that they told as he walked away from AW was that he found MJF. And look at how far MJF has come. So he's got an eye for that. Yeah, it will be very interesting to see uh, how the next uh, few years go. Uh, again, you know, we're obviously right now in the WWE world, everything seems like it's changing hour by hour. But at least as it stands now with Regal in that position, Triple H, as of this moment, still uh, in charge of the creative content. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels running the day-to-day -day of NXT. You know, that's a lot of attention. It's, it's, there's three very valuable and experienced minds uh, in the wrestling business uh, that is being tasked with, hey, keep the – Keep the keep the generations going. Keep the depth going. Keep finding the best guys and girls around the world. So, uh, people are in place. Let's just hope that they're allowed to do their jobs. Uh, segueing to a similar topic uh, of, <laughs> of of jobs and being able to do so. Of course, Vince McMahon all over the news, especially since last Friday. Uh, back now in the fold in WWE, back on the board, and uh, no no sooner than he's back on the board, he has a, a shareholder who's already uh, levying a lawsuit against him. I'll basically spare the legal jargon, a lot of the specifics. It's basically just a lawsuit saying McMahon using his share, uh, you know, using his voting control, has obviously strong arms himself back in the position he's in, rewrote uh, company bylaws um, to require, you know, his approval for sale and certain media rights deals. And then the shareholder uh, that's suing him, you know, just saying that this, this is wrong. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not fair, uh, essentially. Uh, Talking, the legal jargon would be the fiduciary duties. Um, that that McMahon is um failing or or violating rather. Uh, Issa, this is a very very corporate kind of deal. Uh, we don't got to go legal and nuts and bolts into it, but I mean, this is this is this is not really a surprise, right? Because I I heard people speculating this would happen, you know, the moment that Vince got himself back into power. That man, this is opening up for a lot of legal troubles potentially. Yes, it does. But a lot of people also have to remember that Vince McMahon is the majority shareholder of the company. Um, but it does make you wonder, you know, where this will go and, and what we will find out. We got to follow up. Everything reported within WWE just seems so all over the place right now that I, I'm kind of like taking a step back and trying to see where everything goes. I'm going to do the same with this. <laughs> Jimmy, it's safe to say Vince has never backed down from a confrontation. Vince likes confrontation. Uh, I don't think he's going to lose any sleep. He doesn't sleep much. I don't think he's going to lose any sleep over this one, though. Uh, probably not. And, you know, let's think of it this way. I, I Like you said, I'm not a lawyer. I've watched enough lawyer shows, but it doesn't mean I know the law. But, uh, you know, Vince McMahon is a smart businessman. And I don't think he would paint himself into a corner this uh, flagrant, for lack of a better term, if you know what I mean. I think... He has an idea what he's doing. Uh, uh, maybe somebody is giving this person some advice. I don't know if it's the right advice, wrong advice. Exactly. Again, I'm not there, so I don't know how exactly how it works. But at the same time, you got to remember, Vince is a smart guy, and he's gonna he's gonna. And people are saying, well, he's he has to do what's best for the company. Look at by him just coming back. Look at the price of the stock. So those who are invested in the company are already ahead of the game just by him getting back into the fold and regardless of the allegations against him with uh whether they're true or not i don't know i don't know but you know hey you know if, if you're talking about looking after the best uh, the company's best uh interests if you're if you're a stockholder in the company man you just got a bump 
Yeah, I mean, stock price, I think, got as high as, I think, $90 but yesterday over, or, or Monday, yeah. over $90. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. And, and this, this, I think there's going to be so much that's going to ch- – obviously, the big news yesterday was Stephanie officially resigning. Um, you know, many people believe there's more Wall Street Journal reports and potential skeletons that come out. So th- this is going to – th- I feel like we are just at the beginning. And, oh, by the way, running parallel to the storyline <laughs> storylines uh, that will be on TV – for rumble in the road to mania so there you go uh buckle up here uh, for, for this mania season right. both in the ring and out of the ring i <clears> prefer right, to call it i prefer to call it sign pointing season justin labar just saying yes point to the nice. signs yeah hey point actually you know what but you know what you know what with triple h in charge i wonder if that's one of the things in the presentation that he does away with i wonder is, is the sign no he better there. not he better not i i i was at the royal rumble last year i had so much fun asking the wwe superstars to show me their best sign pointing okay. I, I i can't i don't want to i don't want to drop that question from my lineup so <laughs> love it it is it is it is tradition it is a funny uh uh then again, then again, Ronda Rousey like lit the sign on fire last year, so that's right. <laughs> they might sure. get away with that. <laughs> Good point. Good point. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's I, I. I totally forgot about that. I wouldn't have even mm-hmm. thought about it until we well, saw I was it. There, it's, I almost died. I wasn't near it, but I'm gonna be dramatic about it. You know. Well, no, no. But I, mean, I forgot. I, I forgot about like, just the general sign pointy thing. It would. I wouldn't have thought about it until we got to Rumble, and if the sign's hanging there, that's when it usually starts. But oh, I, I look I, forward I'll... to this all year long. I'll be wondering, do we get some sign pointing? Hmm. Who has the best sign point? Have you ever sign pointed around your friends that don't watch wrestling? (laughs) Try it. Try it. I'm going to do it now. They have to. They're going to look at you like, what the hell are you doing? I do it all the time. Like, if I'm pointing on my coffee or whatever I want you to get it, I do it in a best WrestleMania signing. And they look at me like, are you okay? (laughs) This is what it's like to hang out. They don't get it. Yes, it is. I try to tell them. I'm like, listen, they they point at the sign and they're like, okay. And then I realize how bad it sounds if you're an outsider. (laughs) Maybe that's how they'll hold. uh, That that's how they'll determine who wins the 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 two Rumble matches this year. They'll just do auditions of who who can point to this. Uh, Ah, we we can have you win the Rumble, but your sign point is terrible. You need to do better. We're we're gonna find somebody else. (laughs) That'd be like a be like an SNL skit. Yeah. yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, let's jump into Los Angeles Kia Forum mm-hmm. uh, for a uh, big AEW Dynamite. This kind of had uh, a pay-per-view kind of feel. It had one of their special yeah. feels. They've been promoting to it for weeks. It is L.A. Uh, celebrities in town, which we'll talk about. Uh, I believe some uh, execs from Warner Brothers Discovery there. So this just has a big feel kind of night to it, um, you know, in respect to the other Wednesday Dynamites. And uh you know, they they started off very hot with John Moxley coming out to the crowd with his entrance, Hangman Page, not taking any uh, time to pose or anything uh, during on his entrance, as commentary noted. Real hot start. Hockey fight several times in the ring. Um, at one point, Hangman kicks out of the Death Rider. Then later, he actually kicks out of a pile driver at a one count. How about that, referee Corderas? Um, again, a lot more hockey fighting. Buckshot <laughs> He's triggered. Larry. He's triggered. <laughs> Buckshot Larry to get the win. For Hangman Page's first match in almost three months exactly, uh, and then post-match, they kind of are showing Moxie looking a little dazed and confused. They kind of play up maybe uh, a head injury, uh, unknown if that was an angle or if, in fact, he was, uh, in fact, a little woozy. Jimmy, I'll start with you. Uh, this, 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 this had some juice behind it from the promos the week prior. Again, they got out to a hot start. How did this uh, opener deliver for you? 
it delivered. It was a good b brawl and fight, and I enjoyed it very much. The only thing is, like you mentioned, uh, you know, the the uh, the driver on the head, and then the pile driver, and 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 the kick out at one. It's the little things that really get me triggered sometimes. I'm here's a guy who's coming off a of, uh, you know head trauma injury. That's a story here, right? With with uh, Hangman Page, and he takes these devastating bumps to the top of his head, which look incredible and delivered very well by, by Mox, at least milk it for a false finish, which is what a false finish is supposed to be. You milk it until the, the, the last split second and, and barely get your shoulder up, and then you can get back into it. The lack of selling on the little things like that. That's the only issue I had with the match. Other than that, it delivered big time. The crowd was super huge into it, and it was a fun match. It, but again, these little things that kind of trigger me, you know, Issa, uh, there are not very many clean losses for John Moxley in his uh, three years in AEW. So, I mean, I, this is—I mean, I, I agree with this. Do you that, that, that this is the way to get Hangman Page elevated back into the mix ASAP? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. A win over Moxley, whether he has a title or not, feels like a big deal. And a superstar that is a main event-worthy caliber superstar like Hangman that hasn't really been hot recently this will do wonders for him it the follow-up is more important here let's see what they do with hangman after this but yeah i'm with you i thought it was a big deal i went into it picking moxley just by default just because the man doesn't lose in AEW. we don't see it happening i love the match i was triggered by the one kick out as well thought about you jimmy <laughs> but the match itself it delivered i thought it delivered i thought they gave us what we were expecting from moxley taking him out the story building like like hangman maybe not being able to fight you you didn't know if he was going to be a hundred percent if he was going to give us a hundred percent and he did moxley didn't look bad in defeat i think that the the, the Woosiness at the end is so Moxley can finally take this vacation because how long has he that, been waiting for it? Let the man take some time off already. <laughs> that was my that, that was my next point. I was going to go to Issa was um, if in fact it was an angle, if they made a point to make sure it was audible. You heard him saying what, right. what, what happened, and then the commentary even sells it as well. <clears throat> you know, we we he was supposed to go on a little hiatus after All Out. Of course, we know. Uh, he stuck around when the departure of CM Punk and 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 Kenny Omega and the Bucks all happened via suspensions. Um, you know, it's almost like, yeah, okay, can he get us to this point? Can, can he get Hangman back elevated? And then, of course, we had somebody else return who we'll talk about here in a minute. So, yeah, I did. It did kind of feel this is like the perfect out to let him go get some rest. Yeah, and you have one one. If you want to do a rubber match between the two of them, they put on two good matches. Well, not one one because the first one didn't even have a finish, but right. you got the payback. They both got the payback. Which one is the best of them? You can do one when Moxley comes back. You can still play it out if you want to go in that direction. I think it's a smart... It, I thought it was smart mm. booking. Good. Yeah. Uh, Tina Miller, our friend Tina, jumping in with a, uh, a super chat saying, I love y'all. Thank you, Tina. Uh, can you believe Mox had a match where he stayed in the ring 98% of the time? I was pleasantly surprised. Good stuff. Well, they were outside for a little bit. Yeah, you got to give them that. Yeah, much. I don't know if it was only 2%, but hey, you know, I'll, listen, I'll take his word for it. <laughs> listen, I was trying to. I was trying to drink tonight, so I was like, I'm going to do a shot if Moxley bleeds, because that's a guarantee shot. He made me wait. He made me wait. He almost did not bleed. He happened at the very like last two minutes of it. I was getting worried. <laughs> uh, the Tornado, Anthony Y. Happy birthday, Issa, from the Tornado. Thank you, Tornado. 
Appreciate that. Appreciate the super chat. Of course, again, the super chat guaranteeing you to be the fourth man here on the panel or fourth woman. Uh, when you want to drop that comment in, and if we don't go to it right away, we will get to it when the topic comes. So, yeah, hot opener here. Uh, and, and it certainly seems like this could be a setup for obviously Hangman's back, Moxley maybe taking some time off. We will see uh, just where it goes. Uh, Blue Chew jumping in with a super chat saying American company should not sell out to terrorists and pineapple doesn't go on pizza. This show needs more Dan House. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a, lo- that's a loaded I, I, super chat there. I, I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> I had a phase. I, I, I did have a phase where I ate pineapple and pizza. I had a phase. Mm. It just never just did. I said phase. Oh, it's not, it's not I'm now. Disappointed. It I don't know who you were surrounded yourself at that time, at that phase, but you didn't have good friends. No, I think I think it was if I remember right, I think it was probably during college. So it was like you just ate what, what came. What? You didn't really you didn't really argue. Right. Bro, I put my <coughs> go ahead, Jimmy. No, no, if it was college, some uh, a lot of the times you you didn't know yeah, you, you knew it was a pizza, but it, what was yeah. on it, your guess was as good as mine. Yeah, I was gonna say I put myself through college and there were some days that you just eat whatever somebody brought you, so it's okay, Justin, I'll let it go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was living. I mean, I was living in downtown Pittsburgh at Point Park University. There's a million pizza places. I, I it was just like, you know, I didn't, even, I didn't even know. Here's me, dumb me. I moved from Southern Maryland. I come here, and like somebody's like, "Oh, we're gonna order some pies. Uh, what, what, what do you want on your pie?" And I've only ever used the term pie, meaning the dessert, uh, uh, bake dish. I'm like, what the f are you talking about? What, what like? That was <laughs> like a big culture call- shock for me when I moved to the East Coast as well. When I moved to New York, because I lived in the Midwest when I first moved to the states from Puerto Rico, they didn't call it a pie there. So that was a whole <laughs> moving to New York. I learned that term, but also in the in the Midwest they call pop soda was pop, and I transitioning from pop to soda. It was it was weird. It was weird up, up here up here as well too. They call it pop up here in Canada. Really. Yeah, well, I least, remember the yeah. the first time I said pop in New York City, I got made fun of so much that I never said it again until mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I grew up, it, the way I grew up, it was soda. Pepsi and Coke were sodas. That's, you know. No. Okay. All the language. Mm-hmm. All right, up next, uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring. Now, they did advertise that we're going to hear at some point tonight from MJF, so kind of a little swerve here. Tony Schiavone in the ring saying he has no pleasure Takes no pleasure in having an interview, inter, inter, introduce rather his next guest. I thought for sure that's where we're going as MGF. And then we heard the music that we have not heard in six months. Adam Cole, baby, making his return to a very loud pop from this Los Angeles crowd. Uh, all I could stop and think real quick, too, was, you know, again, you're trying to make a big impression here. You got a, you got network executives in the house. And the first three entrances they see for the TV uh, show are Moxley, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole, all three loud reactions, all three very interactive entrances with the audience. So I thought from that little compartment of a viewpoint, if you're Tony Khan and you're trying to rub elbows and make nice impressions on people who you know, you're hoping are going to continue to spend money on your product, uh, that was a nice uh, a nice impression to make, I thought. Uh, so Adam Cole gets to the ring. Uh, great response, as I said. Uh, talks about how he has been uh, very appreciative of the audience. He's been out for six months, and, and all the, the nice things he's seen written about him, wondering where he's at. He's had a bad shoulder. He's had back-to-back head injuries. He talks about bad sleep, talks about vomiting in a car, just not sure. And then he gets to the bad news, and everybody immediately having that that shoulders-up, clenched-up feeling. But he says, no, the bad news is not for him. It's for the AEW locker room. He's back. He ain't going anywhere. So, again, yeah, maybe John Moxley can take a little time off. you got a big name like Adam Cole back here Issa and Issa look the last time we saw Adam Cole despite the fans 
again, always on the boom and the Adam Cole baby. Adam was still booked on the heel side of the fence. He was in the heel side of the, of the backyard. This felt because of the nature of the promo and everything that they might finally start booking him as a fan favorite. Yeah, and he is a fan favorite, and they knew what reaction he was going to get. There was no way Adam Cole could have came out there. Even if he tried to cut a heel promo tonight, he would have gotten the best reaction from the fans. There was a lot of reports, and, and, and AEW does cater to a very hardcore audience, and the hardcore audience keep up with the reports. And there was reports about Adam Cole not doing so well, and we didn't know if we were going to see him again. When the music hit, I was just happy to see him there. When he cut the promo, I got a little emotional and that barely ever happens to me. I don't really have a heart. So, but when he was talking about the support that fans were giving him, it's true. I felt what he was saying. At one point, I think I might've tweeted out. I don't care if he ever wrestles again. I just want him to be okay. So seeing him out there being okay was enough for me. So getting the bonus that he is more than okay and he's coming back and he's going to wrestle. He is a name that is missed. I remember his debut back at 2021 all out and I don't feel like he's been booked to the best of his capabilities ever since that debut and I'm hoping that this is a turning point for him in his career in AW because this was perfect nobody interrupted him we don't even know what kind of program he's going into it was done beautifully and now I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next it was perfect and I am so happy for Adam Cole yeah. Jimmy so much of Adam Cole's time not even just in AEW but even if we want to go back to his time in NXT mm-hmm. uh so much of his on-screen career in the last few years has been him in a stable, in a group. Now, granted, he's always been kind of a leader, so he's been out front and center, uh, and he certainly has the charisma to lead a group, but he also, if he has the charisma to lead a group, he has the charisma just to be himself. Uh, last we saw with him, you know, they were kind of recreating what he had in NXT with him and Bobby Fish and, 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 and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, that doesn't seem like that's going to be happening anymore now. Uh, it, I, I would hope he's going to be one of the few people right on AEW that can stay on his own island, that can just be himself and not have to be out there with a bunch of other faces at the same time. Exactly, because there just seems to be too many factions, too many groups in AEW. And I get it. You want to get as many people on TV as you can, but in your limited amount of time that you have on TV um, in the week. But at the same time, when you have, you heard that reaction. This is a guy who's an absolute star. And I, we talk about it all the time, drawing an audience in and getting people invested in the person, not the fact that they could do the twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash or whatever the case may be. They like Adam Cole and Bebe. And he was on fire tonight with his promo work in the ring. He just, the, the audience bought into everything. And this is an opportunity for them to build a huge, Babyface star. Yes, you can say, well, they could pull a swerve and turn him into a devastating heel, but I don't think that would work in this case because, like you said, they want to cheer this guy. Is so, don't don't hold back on him. Let him go out there and do his thing. Build this guy up to be possibly your next top babyface, and hopefully, he doesn't get Wardlowed along the way. Uh, well, you know, no, no, Jimmy, Jimmy, don't say it, don't say it, Jimmy. You know, we're all on the same wavelength. I was getting ready to say. You know, my philosophy is when you have somebody who so organically get, gets that lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. for you know, it's it's much it's so hard to be a uh, it's so hard to be an over babyface these days. You know, it's easier to try to be the cool heel. It's easy, whatever. When you have somebody that's that's that organically loved by Adam Cole and it's got the people doing the boom and the Adam Cole baby and the, and the music, it's all there. Like, don't squander that. And I, and I kind of felt this way again six months plus ago when they were still having Adam Cole go out there being booked as a heel, and obviously yes, Wardlow. For a minute there, they had lightning in a bottle with the Wardlow chance and 
whatever and and uh, whatever that's a whole other rant so it's like I, I hope they don't do the same thing and squander it here but yeah you know right now we're building mjf and brian danielson uh to a march pay-per-view uh mm-hmm. i assume mjf's gonna hold on to it i don't think this title reign is gonna be uh short relatively speaking i mean in terms of trying to find fresh opponents fresh things and in terms of who's over at the moment that they're booking they're not booking Wardo a lot, so I'm, that's why I'm, I'm I'm pushing them out of this conversation at the moment. MJF versus Adam Cole, that might be your biggest heel and face mm. original match you could come up with. And I don't know if they've ever fought each other anywhere, anywhere. But I'm not saying just AEW, I mean anywhere. So yeah, fair point. Absolutely yeah. a fair point. Agreed. I mean, just imagine if MJF starts taking shots at Britt and starts. I mean, there's, oh. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of fodder that could mm-hmm. that could creep up in there. Mm-hmm. So Adam Cole is back, Bay Bay. Up next, Lee Moriarty and Big Bill up against Jungle Hook. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Hook. <clears throat> this match really builds to the moment of where Hook, after attempting a few times prior, does suplex, overhead suplex, Big Bill, who sells in the facial expressions. He's on the outside. He can't believe it. Um, and then after that, they kind of awkwardly get into Jungle Boy and Lee Moriarty into a finish of a submission. Um Jimmy, I mean, obviously it's right not to pin or submit Big Bill, right? Um, protect him. But after the big moment of Hook suplexing him, it was just kind of a clunky way that they got to this finish. It was a clunky way, and one of the things that that AEW still has to work on is their production on TV and showing certain things that need to be seen by the audience on television. And during the finish, the one thing we didn't see was that while while uh, you know, um, Lee was in the, the submission hole, you know, big bill was trying to get back in the ring to make the save, but he was being held back, but we didn't see that on television. I mean, you almost got a glimpse of it right when it was beginning, but show that so that the fans at home realize that, look, the big guy tried to make the save, but you know, he was being held back and couldn't make the save. So again, we talk about the little things. This is a little thing in on the production side. Other than that, I didn't have an issue with the match. And as far as jungle hook goes, I'm okay with the name. And I'm just intrigued to see where they go going forward. Isa jungle boy, uh, famous last name, (laughs) young, look young, good looking kid hook, young, good looking kid. Is it right to pair these guys together as a tag team? No. It's not. I can't. I can't buy that. I can't buy. You're not impressed. Beating. No, they look twelve. They they're what two hundred pounds combined, and I'm supposed to buy them beating big build. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's not for me. This is one of the segments on the show that I could have done without. I mean, I get it popularity wise, and I get who they're doing it for, but as the first lady of big meaty men slapping meat city this isn't for me <laughs> well i mean i will i will say uh big bill again is somebody i don't think he needs to be he looked great a, tonight like like in shape he's in excellent shape oh he's in phenomenal shape i mean he, he he's another one who doesn't again i'm glad they did not have him get pinned or submitted in this situation i'm glad that they weren't that dumb but yeah he's another one who uh you know disrespect to lee moriarty but he doesn't he doesn't Big Bill doesn't need to be in a tag team Agreed. with a guy who I don't like. I don't know. I, I I don't see like what he and Lee more like how like you know, Big Cass and Enzo. There was something that made sense there, right? And they actually legit knew each other since they were younger. Lee Moriarty and Big Bill just seem like a very 
two lottery balls got sp- spit out, and that's who we to, you know to, so that so that the new tag team can get over without hurting Big Bill. Yeah, basically is what it was. What it felt like. <clears throat> yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see Big Bill, another one that I'm a fan of, watching to see what happens with him. Another super chat here coming from Prince. Limu LDJ Trucker saying, I'm from and I'm from North Carolina, but I live in Cincinnati. It drives me crazy when they say pop. Coke and Pepsi are southern companies and they say it's soda and not pop. Can't argue with you there. Soda pop. No. I didn't know. I did so I didn't know any better. And I'm just moving to the States. I'm just like I, I, I understood English, but I'm just getting fluent. That's how I learned it. And New Yorkers put me in my place real quick. They won. I'm telling you, I never called it that until tonight when we just bringing that up again. So I learned real quick that soda is the term to go. Is there is there a, a Spanish equivalent for soda or pop? No. For soft Coca-Cola, drink? Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola. That's what I call it. Yeah. Refresco. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> I always like to ask. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, you're, you're bilingual. I, I get to learn. I get to ask. Yeah, I can teach you one word every every stream, and then when we get done, we can see how much you've learned. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be a staple in our in our car for me while I drove uh, to the next town. Uh, A cola, let's put it that way. I won't won't mention I won't mention which one, but it it didn't matter actually. It was a cola, and the the terrible habit that I had back then the uh, the uh, you know cancer stuff. What was your cigarette brand of choice there, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, well, it depends because up in Canada, it was different. But in the States, it was Marley Lights. Marley? I started with Marlboro Lights as well. Yeah. yeah. And then I did I was Marlboro gonna... Ultra Lights, and then I switched to Camel Crush. Oh. That's a weird. See, I, was... I know. It was a weird jumping around. <laughs> well, here's the I thing. Gonna... Every week, I got to travel you know, and go through duty-free. So it was very... Uh, uh, Cost effective for me, let's put it that way. To have yeah. a bad habit. <laughs> See, my first guess for Jimmy was gonna be marble red. I was gonna think he was a marble red. Guy. No, that's those started... are so gross. No, you I started, started with that. that? Yeah, no. I started with that. And then I had to I had to I had to scale it back. Yeah. My first my my first one was harsh. My first one was a uh, Newport menthol. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You wanna know something funny? Speaking of this, I I shouldn't be talking about this in the podcast, but obviously the first time I smoked a cancer stick was in high school. And I got sent to an event this week and I had no idea where it was. They sent me the location. It was across the street from my high school. And the building where they were wrestling is the building where I would skip class to drink and smoke cigarettes. And I was like, the nostalgia was way too high that night. <laughs> yeah. it's all, it all comes full circle. It, yep. I was like, no. Not here. At least I didn't have to worry about anybody like ratting me out to my mom. <laughs> Jimmy, didn't you get caught in an elevator once smoking when Vince got in the elevator? Absolutely. It was one of the, you know, this was, I remember it was in San Francisco, California at a TV. And this was back in the day where you, you know, you could smoke pretty much everywhere and not everywhere. in the, not in the elevator, but they had the big, you know, uh, can ashtrays in, in the elevator. Such a, so I'm having my cigarette, you know, I had my coffee in my room and I'm heading over, we're heading over to TV and, you know, I'm taking my last drag of my cigarette as the, as the light goes bing. And I go, and I go, I'm reaching to put the cigarette out in the ashtray. The door opens. There's Vince Hulk, Brutus beefcake. And I think, uh, um, Brian Blair. No. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm holding the smoke in, right? And, and you know, this is like, come on in, brother, come on in. And I'm, oh, gee. So I'm <sighs> blowing all up before I get in there. 
So in the ride in the elevator, he wasn't like angry, but I was getting the lecture about smoking and how it's right. bad for you. And while I'm and I'm there and I'm like, yes, sir. And I'm standing beside Vince and I'm looking up at him and he's talking, you know, because Vince is a big dude. And right behind me to my right is Hulk. And he's giving me these little elbow jabs while Vince is talking to me. So I'm like, yes, yes, sir. And Vince <laughs> is looking at me. Are you OK? I said, yes, sir, I'm OK. But, you know, it's Hulk giving me the elbows anyways, man. I heard it after that, you know, all, all day at TV. Hey, brother, want a cigarette? You know. <laughs> is, is, is it is, is it true that there's that when you're at the buildings that it, it says no smoking in Vince's office? Like, don't bring any smoke oh, around. No, his- no, no, no. And and nobody would smoke around Vince. The only people who got away with it to anywhere near him was like Pat. Pat. Yeah, yeah, I would say Pat's famous for right. Yeah, yeah. right, but that's different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think uh, Terry Reynolds told a story too that when she was Marlena and she had the cigar, the cigar, mm-hmm. she legit liked cigars. She would light them, but she, but she could not light it until she was literally walking the curtain because Vince would not tolerate being behind the curtain and, and smelling the cigar. Oh yeah, because it's there in Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Hmm. Did you stop cigarettes uh, before or after you got off the road? Oh boy, uh, actually, it was kind of like uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, you know, you know, now I'm at home and then, you know, and I'm with the wife and I, I tried to stop on the road, but, uh, you know, you sneak a few in here and there. Yeah. Especially when you're riding, riding when you got Kyoto with you all the time and that's all, <laughs> right. all day long. Riding down the road, listen to your seventies yeah. music, window crack. Have mm-hmm. the cigarettes. How it is. There you go. All right. Back to the schedule program. Uh, <laughs> Konosuke Takeshita. We're supposed to have him versus Brian Danielson, but then. Uh, Takeshita has interrupted Bry MJF, who comes out and messes up his name. Uh, mm-hmm. Takes a shitta is what he thought his name was. Hasn't watched <laughs> any bit of Takeshita's stuff. Doesn't know anything about him. Uh, MJF then starts talking about all the critics saying that he can't do an Ironman match. He can't last an hour. He then proceeds to say, ask all your mom, sisters, and girlfriends. I can last an hour, no problem. Hmm. Gives a note to the, uh, there's a little roast on the celebrities in the house. Dr. Kang John, you've seen him in many of the uh, comedy movies, most notably The Hangover, as MJF touts. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. in the house uh, calls him a Scooby Dooby douchebag. That got a pretty big pop. <laughs> and then finally, Brian Dennison comes out, runs MJF, MJF off. MJF does a sprint out mm-hmm. of the arena up the ramp. So we finally have the match now between Dennison and Takeshita. Uh, a very hard hitting match, very competitive match. So Definitely Takeshita. Uh, Takeshita had his uh, opportunities there. Some uh, false finishes, but ultimately Brian would win via submission. So two submissions in a row. But he says, you said, very good match here. Um, Brian Dennison on, on the road here. He's going to keep one in every week to inevitably have his match against MJF, which we assume he will. But Takeshita certainly uh, got, is that kind of underground AEW organic fan favorite that is blossoming. Uh, much much kind of like a Jamie Hayter who we'll see a little bit later. Yeah. I love this match. I loved everything mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I was try- as I was watching, I was trying to figure out. I'm not sure that I enjoyed technical wrestling as much as I enjoyed violence, but this match had a little bit of everything, and I think that's why I loved it. It started very technical, then it started getting more aggressive to the end, where they're just really throwing hands. And at some point, I'm like, "There's no way Brian is losing this," but I was able to suspend my disbelief with a couple of the near falls here. I I thought I thought it was great. Jimmy, uh, thoughts? Obviously, Brian Danison, he's one of the greatest oh. uh, this, of, of this generation. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, arguably the best that, that AEW has. Uh, 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 Takeshita, any, any, I mean, uh, you know, tall Japanese mm-hmm. uh, star. Um, again, kind of has this underground organic kind of thing to him. Right. Uh, which MJF kind of leans into of like, oh, you're this big deal. I haven't seen a thing of you, mm-hmm. uh, which in a weird, which in a backhand way, it's kind of a compliment that MJF is taking the time to say that he hasn't seen you. That's kind of like code for, I know you're this up and coming big deal to the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any, any thoughts to, uh, to Kesta? No, I, I, I'm, I'm not very familiar with much of his work either. And tonight I was very impressed. And a lot of that, like you said, a lot of that goes to Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I see this so hard to do even to this day. <laughs> Brian Danielson just he's just a master at being able to tell stories in the ring, you know, with with talent and get other guys over, even though they're not going over. And that's what they did with Takeshita tonight is they were able to get him over, you know, being able to hang with Daniel Bryan. And like you said, the match started off in a technical aspect. Then it started to get a little more aggressive. Then it was hard hitting. So he saw a little bit of everything, but it progressed at a nice pace. It wasn't didn't feel rushed. And like you said, Takeshita had his moments in the match where you said, hey, maybe he maybe he can pull it off. And they had a heck of a match. And again, uh, thumbs up to both guys, but especially to Daniel Bryan for making Takeshita look like a million bucks tonight in, in a loss. The only thing is, um, unfortunately, and I hate to put it this way, that his lack of English means that Takeshita is going to need a mouthpiece for himself. To, in order to elevate to that next level, because you need to be able to communicate with the audience. Well, I agree with that. Whether or not they give him one remains to be seen because AEW mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily always value uh, talent having to speak as much as WWE would right. in terms of that's, you know, that's a, a necessity um, to connect with the audience. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm watching here with Brian Danison and we talked about it, Jimmy and I, a little bit last week, uh, Issa, when you were out, is that, you know, obviously we've seen this we've seen this game before with MJF making his opponents, his would-be opponents, run through these circles and run through this, these gauntlets, essentially. Uh, and he even he acknowledged such last week. It's like, you know Brian's going to get to the finish line. They're not going to – he's not going to come up short. And we're not going to just not have a Brian Danielson Ironman match versus M- MJF. That's what's selling the right. tickets, essentially, for that event. So then it becomes – kind of like the best of seven. It becomes this – can it hold our interest? Can Brian's matches we can. each week hold we our can interest? Because since Daniel Bryan with a different opponent, and that's the thing, um, being having a match that's predictable, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I, no, I knew, well, I knew, yeah, I knew who was going to win tonight. It didn't take away from me enjoying this match. Yeah, but because now the, the way they worked it, it was yeah, I'm sure uh, Brian Danson's going to win, but how? Right. We have to see how. How aggressive, or how far would they push him, or oh, right. I, and I love it, or or what kind of wrestler are you gonna give him? Which he did that with Jericho back when he made Jericho go through those five matches where he brought in Nick Cage for the dead match, and he brought in like a technical match, and I want to see that. That's what I would like to see here. Let's see a complete different style that Brian will have to bring out next week. That will make it very interesting. Right. Well, he'll be back next week. We don't know who, but we will. Uh, we'll, we will anxiously tune in to see. It's Daniel Bryan match. You're gonna watch it. Like I'm sorry, right. Daniel Bryanson, Bryanson, Danielson. Uh, whatever. You get the point. It's gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. be good. <laughs> we'll talk about an anxious. In your busy day to day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a three in one smart lock, two K camera, and doorbell. 
That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision 2K clear sight and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. It's an anticipation. The women's tag match. I don't... Uh, a lot of... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it, Issa. Hang on, we'll get to I, it. No, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> uh, a lot of rumor and speculation about what would come out of this match. Uh, this, of course, started uh, back in early to mid-December as they start building towards us, as I said, kind of a pay-per-view kind of caliber-feeling show in L.A. And it was all built around Soraya going up against Jamie Hayter and Dr. Britt Baker you know, Hater and Baker saying, you know, you're coming. This is we. This is the house that we built. You're coming in here, you know, thinking that this is yours. Uh, tag match, mystery partner for Soraya. She reveals. I think it was last week. It's going to be Tony Storm. Yeah. That of course visibly made Sheeta, Karushita, kind of uh, upset and jealous. So even if Tony Storm was the partner, there still was kind of open booking for could we still see another woman show up? And of course, I'm talking about the former Sasha Banks. Uh, now known as Mercedes Monet. Uh, we'll just jump to it. This match happens. Big entrances for Britt. Big entrances for Jamie Hayter. Crowd very much on their side, actually booing Tony Storm and Soraya more so in the match. Sheeta eventually comes out to the ring, has a kendo stick. When there's a double down and the ref's not looking, she throws the kendo stick in the middle of the ring. Big guessing game of who was it intended for. Well, Britt grabs it, uses it on Tony Storm, and then Jamie Hayter hits the Haterade on Tony Storm and gets the win. One, two, three. So Tony, or excuse me, so Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker standing tall. And segment is over. There was no mention, tease, or anything of a woman formerly known as Sasha Banks. Why would Banks. there be? Why would there be? Listen. Okay. Sorry. Good. No, good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good for you. I have, first of all, they announced what we were getting. So yeah. AW didn't do this to themselves. The fans did this to themselves. AW, okay, maybe there was a little wink of the boss. She doesn't even go by the boss. Don't come for me. I love Mercedes' debut in New Japan. I stayed up, live stream, a watch along of Tokyo Dome, mostly to see her show up. I do not want to see Mercedes' first match to be at 9.30 on an episode of Dynamite on some tag match for absolutely nothing. It doesn't make sense. New Japan made her look like a million bucks. She came out, called herself the CEO. You think the CEO is going to be tagging with Soraya? Also, she came off as a heel. Soraya's a baby face. None of this made any sense. AW gave you what they told you they were going to give you last week. And if you look at it that way, it was a solid match. In a shitty spot, but it was a solid match. I before I go to Jimmy, Issa, I don't disagree with you, and I I, I want to go on record. I never said, I never tweeted or, in that Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet was going to be. I did say to Jimmy, and I did say last week, I could see a situation of okay, if they announce Tony Storm, that's kind of like the distraction. Mm-hmm. Sheeta gets involved, and, and then we need somebody to help even the odds. That would be an opening for Mercedes Monet. Right. 
that did not happen. Jimmy, I want to say this though to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I didn't walk away disappointed. I, I'm not as invested in having to see Mercedes Monet show up also in AEW. I think it's cool that she showed up in Wrestle Kingdom. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. need her to show up in AEW, but I will say, for a big show in LA, they kind of strung this out for a few weeks of a mystery partner and a women's tag. You know, uh, here's a former WWE, D, uh, not Diva, a former WWE uh, women's uh, superstar who's saying she's she needs an, she needs a partner. We know that Sasha Banks is a, or we think Sasha Banks is a free agent. There's all the speculation. Mm-hmm. Rip Baker says boss in her last promo. It mm-hmm. kind of feels like maybe there was a chance it could have been her, but New Japan got her first or or whatever happened, and then so they right. just kind of had to like plug in somebody else and they went with Tony Storm. That's what it kind of mm-hmm. feels like because. I think Tony Khan would know if you're if you're building up this mystery partner thing at this big show and there's this notable free agent out there, I think you know where the, the people's minds are going to go. It's you know I don't know. Yeah, and you had the, you had the built-in story there with Sheeta being upset at the at this choice last week, like we were talking about, and maybe taking out Tony Storm before the match, so that thinking that she's going to have to pick me now to be her partner, and and then that, and that's where you have the the surprise uh, look. Kenny made it back from Japan uh, on that, uh, as we found out later. What was it? They, they claimed eighteen-hour flight from. Uh, yeah, seventeen-hour jet lag. Yes, with jet lag. So, uh, you know, it would have made it, w- it would have made a great debut, especially with the people in attendance. That would have, you know, that would have generated the great reaction from the audience. That you know would get her over with those um, executives you want to impress. It doesn't even make any sense, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't even make any sense that Shira will go after Tony. Tony did nothing wrong. If I'm Shira and I'm thinking about what just happened, I'm going after Soraya. No, so it doesn't no, even make any sense for no, Shira to I'm, take out Tony. No, you're right. You know? I, I, I said the wrong name. You are yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm going to see Mercedes show up in AW, I want to see her possibly wrestle Soraya because Mercedes is the one that, technically speaking, took out Paige back at that house show. We all saw the footage, and we all thought that Paige wasn't coming back ever. Like, it doesn't... I'm sorry. I think that if if I'm Mercedes right now, this is not the match that I want to get booked for. So maybe you're right, Justin. Maybe there was conversations about it, and that's why they teased it. But this isn't how I want my first match on TV that is so anticipated to be on a crappy 930 spot on a weird tag match for nothing uh, to 800,000 people. No, this is not it. Yeah, I mean, unless I learn otherwise from somebody in the know, I, I'm going to stick with, I think, that they, were, they left this open-ended with a chance it could happen, and then it just couldn't come together. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Storm is one of the more recent, again, women acquisitions for Tony Khan and AEW. Certainly she wasn't as big as Soraya or Sasha Banks or, or, or you know, in, w, in WWE NXT, but she still, you know, has her following. Right. And mm-hmm. so if you knew you're going to do her the whole time, you know, make that seem like a big deal, make her seem like a big deal, but to then kind of nonchalantly throw it in last week uh, when everybody's kind of thinking, Oh, it's going to be some, it's going to be this other big surprise. You know, it just doesn't feel. Tony Khan did. Tony Khan did what WWE did. And a lot of people praised WWE for having Becky Lynch come out of SmackDown the Friday before war games. So that way nobody will be thinking that Sasha was going to show up at war games in Boston. So then Tony Khan gives us the announcement that it's going to be Tony Storm, and yet people still want to crap all over it. They, they mm-hmm. set the expectations. Like I'm, I've always told, well, I don't know about you guys, but I always told Glenn and Alfred, I expect the worst, so I never get disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just a way to live life. Trust me, it works. Mm-hmm. But it just, I just don't 
know why people were so upset about it. And if we take that off, I just want to mm -hmm. add that I had an easier time watching Straya wrestle tonight than I did the first time. The first time it was anxiety. I didn't know she was going to be okay. She really clear. I need to see her in the ring more to get more comfortable with seeing her back. I liked her tonight. I didn't feel that fear of, oh my God, don't take a bump. So there's, I, I feel that's a positive because I, I was very stressed out watching her at full gear. I mean, they definitely gave Tony the brunt of the work. I mean, I felt like Tony Storm was just getting used and abused. And, and I, mean, I felt like they really did protect Soraya, uh, which I'm not complaining about, but that, that was noticeable to me that, that Tony mm -hmm. Storm was, 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 and sometimes it felt like a handicap match. Right. Uh, super chat here from Sega Genesis. Big one. I predicted that it wouldn't be Mercedes. She would never tolerate Khan's booking. <laughs> but two tickets to Soraya. Khan and Soraya both not denying it in interviews. The boss line by Brit. Sheeta looking upset. They leaned into it. Again, did they lean into it? Did something that, that fell apart? As soon as I saw they were coming out at, at the at the right before the main event spot, you should have mm -hmm. already known. Well, well, here's well, the funny okay. thing. We had we had a segment between them in the main event, which is a little bit, at least a little bit different. Right. <laughs> yeah, and before we get to that, I will say, apparently from those who were there in person tonight at the Kia, uh, Kia Forum, mm -hmm. I guess after the, the women's match, I guess they, in the arena, went lights out, went mm -hmm. to dark. So people there thought, oh, my God, here comes Mercedes. And it was only just to reset, and then they just showed oh, the claimed. They showed something on the. Sting. Uh, I was hoping uh, it was Sting. <laughs> no, they showed something. I don't know if it was for Rampage or if it was the acclaimed, or I forget what it was. But it was just to reset and then transition you to the video board. But the lights went out, and people thought it was going to be Mercedes. And then when it turned out to be, I think it was the acclaimed, uh, mm -hmm. they, they actually booed because they were disappointed that it wasn't. Uh, it's game. funny because like people have criticized uh Tony Khan for like overhyping something and it ends up being nothing and then when he tells you exactly what he's gonna give you people still be upset so mm -hmm. listen I'm not one to stick up for Tony Khan but at this point it's like you were in a lose-lose situation I will agree with Sega in your points they did lean a little bit into it and they probably should have not done that but they gave us what they told us I was gonna get last Wednesday there's no reason for me to be mad unless I fantasy book myself into a work myself into a shoot brother <laughs> brother i got well i got we guys i think it's worth noting uh we gotta give him credit there, there's two more things to go there's a there's a promo segment which we'll get to in a second and then there's the main event <clears throat> excuse me ladder match we gotta give them credit up to this point though they did not do what we harp on them they did not a match did not happen and it was not a whole bunch of run-ins or or mm -hmm. Goo Goo and Gaga after they they pretty much kind of kept this <gasps> that's why i enjoyed the show there, oh, there thank was, you there were several because I even made note. There were several times after the Moxley Hangman match when we just see Hangman kind of walk up the ramp. Mm -hmm. um, Daniel uh, Danielson and, and, and uh, um, the the the, the yeah. segment was like coming to an end, and even Excalibur tossing the break, mm -hmm. he sounded uncomfortable. But I was like, it's just because he's he's used to going to break with madness. <laughs> but it was just it was just kind of yeah. just a reset. It was like let's just reset mm -hmm. and get to the next thing. You know they did not they did they did not do the twenty pounds and ten pound bag tonight uh, for the most part I would say for the most part yeah yeah, yeah they still a, a little bit tried to get too much in and I'll reference that a little later but we'll we'll get there but it was cleaner it was it was cleaner tonight yeah uh, we get the Jericho Appreciation Society in the ring uh, they're interrupted with some verbal jabs by Ricky Starks and Action Andretti mm -hmm. on the stage 
Uh, I'm not even going to try to recreate all the jabs and one-liners here. This, look, Jericho is obviously good on the mic. Sammy has his moments. Jake has his moments. Ricky Starks has been shining. On paper, this felt like this could be a moment. This, boys and girls. It wasn't just... because you put Ricky Starks with the Make-A-Wish wrestler. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, this, this, uh, this felt, I'm going to be honest, this felt flat. Yeah. Yeah. Fell flat and went long, or felt long at least. Yeah, especially especially on a night like tonight, where where um, uh, I'm going to say it, right? going into the the match seven that we're going to get as the main event took up a lot of time. This was a longer promo segment than I expected, especially with that match coming up in the main event at the end of the show. I think that match, despite the fact we knew what we were going to get. And I and I'm fine with it because I was exactly what I was expecting. I don't think it got enough time. And yes, I know you want to get Jericho out there because he's one of your biggest stars, and the Jericho Appreciation Society is over huge. But at the same time, sometimes you have to bite the bullet. You know what I mean? And just say, hey, we, sorry, but this week, you know. Isa, there's like seven or eight people now in the JAS. Um, you know, there's two ladies that, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. daddy magic's talking about his nipples getting hard. Like, I mean, I mean, Jericho, Jericho has been in a stable since AEW's inception. Um, yeah. Is where it. do you, where, I was say, where do you rank this state? You know, we've had inner circle. We've my had, least favorite. My is, least is, okay. favorite. I have not been able to get behind the JAS since its inception. Um, uh, the inner circle, I had moments, you know, with it. Mm-hmm. But nothing like it, the JAS come out, and I don't know, maybe this go away hate. Everybody wants that, right? But they just come out, and I'm automatically annoyed. Um, and and I feel like Jericho is the star for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of these people could be great on their own. I do like. I think it's it's it is doing great things for Jake Hager here with the hat, and and that's silly. It's a silly thing, but I think this is the most that I care about Jake Hager since it's being paired up with Jericho I, in the inner circle. I didn't even see him as the muscle of the group, but no, I'm I'm completely over it. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I mean, we've seen, you know, we saw inner circle. We saw a great run for Jericho for a while, but this this feels like he's taking an extra step to try to have his Midas touch. The the most that I've work, been invested work for in some Jericho, guy. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say this feels like we're trying to stretch the Midas touch to work for some guys and girls who I'm just kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I the last time I remember feeling invested in a Jericho storyline was when he worked with NJF and he had to go through the five stages and all those matches mm-hmm. and and their match at the pay per view and all out. I was really invested in that. Other after that, I haven't really been into what he's been doing. <clears throat> Jimmy is a veteran of the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Jericho is one of the all-time greats. Yes, he, you know he's going to be in every single Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. Um, WWE's Hall of Fame, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, AEW if they have a Hall of Fame. You know, he, he's 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 phenomenal, and in mm-hmm. so many ways. If you're Tony Khan, and obviously Tony Khan knows what he has in Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. like, are you obligated to put Jericho in stables nonstop so he can so he can be rubbing as many people as as possible at at a time? Mm-hmm. Or do you dilute Jericho at some point by putting him with people that just he can't elevate up to his level? That see, that's the problem. You can't, you know, you put people with Jericho. If you put a lot of them there, there's only a, a, a certain number of them, if any, that could, you know, get elevated to a level anywhere near Chris. 
if you know what I mean, because yes, you can get that, uh, hey, he's over by association with someone as great as Chris Jericho, but at the same time, that person's got to perform as well. It's it's up to them to to you know yes I, I you know I have the I have the one of the greats of all time uh, leading me but then again I have to be a not just a follower I have to break out at some point and get myself over not just you know hang on to Chris's coattails and I think um, one of the things Tony Khan is thinking right now is that just putting people in the same group as Chris Jericho automatically gets them over and to a certain extent you can make that that case but at the same time like I said. They have to deliver, and you can't just rely on Chris to get them over. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think what they started with, you know, I mean, I think having Hager as the muscle and a fellow mm-hmm. WWE guy, you know, was one of the first surprises. You mean Gilligan? Oh. Sorry, you mean Gilligan? Gilligan. Yeah. Um, you know, once MJF and Wardlow were there, that was good because you know MJF was the 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 the, the gift for gab to go with Jericho, and they were friends, but they weren't really. And of course, you had Wardlow as, as MJF's muscle, so he's side eyeing. Hager, you know, the early days work, but the more and more, I feel like at some point, um, at some point, I think we need to maybe try to move away. Let, 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 let Jericho be on his own for a little bit. I don't, it's I not don't... Jericho, though. It's not Jericho because Jericho, I will say, does make the JAS interesting. Mm. When he's not part of the promo or the matches that they're a part of, I really don't care. So that's all that Jericho Association Society has going for itself right now is Jericho. Right. Well, uh, next week we will get Jake Hager versus Ricky Starks. That was what came out of this um, okay. lengthy promo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, finally, the first Game 7 since 1988. Lakers and Pistons. History oh, <laughs> wow. being made here in the building. Yeah. First Game 7. It is the Elite versus Death Triangle Match 7 in the best of seven. Ladder match to get the trio's titles. You it was only not a ladder match. match. It was Escalera de la Muerte. Hmm. See. Sí. <laughs> you only need to get one title belt uh, to be uh, mm-hmm. declared the winner. I mean, obviously, just out. It's out from the gate. There's no tags. It's just tornado mm-hmm. rules. It's whatever. Re- ref- the referee is just there as a figurehead. He's just there to verify a title got pulled. Jimmy yeah. loved it. Uh, ex- <laughs> yeah, it, it, he didn't. He didn't need to start off in the ring. That's for sure. Because it's no. just you know. Anyway, it's an easy say. night for the refs. Easy night yeah. for the refs. Uh, don't need to keep track of who's legal. Uh, explosive <laughs> table spots. Nick Jackson's low, lower body just getting hurricane rotted onto a ladder. Oh, I I I oh. I winced and, and screamed. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, he Penta, wasn't selling much after that, but anyway. Uh, oh, Penta giving the fear factor on top of a bridge ladder. Finally, Kenny Omega captures the titles. They were over the ten o'clock mark. So yeah, I, I maybe think the JAS promo might have gone a little long uh, to, to to push all this back. But uh, Issa, overall, best of seven. You always know it's coming down to the seven, so you got to hold their interest. They got it here. Omega, Bucks, they were riding high. They were suspended, of course, in September after the incident for until everything could be investigated. They're back. Was this the right call? Was it the right call to get them back yeah. as the trio's champions? Yeah, it was very predictable. Did we need seven matches? I don't know. Match number six is still my favorite in the book. I like tonight, but I always feel like with the elite winning the trios titles when they were originally fought for and then they getting suspended, I always felt like the titles were going to go back to them eventually. I respect them giving us a storyline instead of just putting them right back on them when they came back. Uh, but I didn't feel we needed seven matches to get here. But boy, did they give us some good matches, and they tried. You know, there were some matches here that, for me, were doozies, but there were some that were incredible, and I just don't understand how these performers are able to do 
some of the things that they do. I know Kenny Omega has to still be sore from that match with Osprey. I know it was over a week ago, but that match was absolute insanity. Loved it. I think it's going to be a candidate for match of the year, and it happened in January. Like, that's how good it was. So to see him come back from Japan and just be here and give it his all and not half-assed this match tonight, I got to give him respect. But I always felt we were going with the elite. The titles are back where they originally should have been with. We'll see where they go. Shout out to the triangle because they perform incredibly. Uh, Jimmy, this is the kind of match that spots where I'm like, uh, this can take yeah. uh, this can take weeks off people's careers. Absolutely. Um, uh, your thoughts on a trio? Because I don't think you know WWE, WWE has never had a trios. Your thoughts on a trios championship on trios division on, on the concept of taking tag wrestling and adding a third? Well, I, in somewhere like AEW, where you have so many factions with so many people in it, this is a tr- this is a championship that can work having a trios championship like this because you have actual groups that have more than three people in them three or more people in them so you can use those groups to to you know create different storylines different rivalries and and different championship matches as far as tonight's match goes i enjoyed it too because again as someone who's not you know in the wheelhouse of spot fest i knew what to get because i've been uh fortunate or unfortunate in some cases to be right next to a lot of these TLC matches and see these guys, the guys and gals and what they go through, because this is very, very taxing on, on the body. Not like a regular match isn't, but you know, they're putting some extra uh, um, risks yeah. at play here. And uh, they did they're taking, some, they're, they're taking time off their careers at the end of the day. Uh, absolutely. But they were, came up with some creative, innovative stuff tonight stuff that I hadn't seen before. And like I said, I've been a part of a lot of those matches. So, you know, trying to come up with something different, uh, good luck, especially when you're with guys like Edge and Christian and the the Hardys and and the Dudleys. But man, these guys performed. But but like you said too, uh, going seven matches, did they need to go seven? No, but uh, it was a fun series. And, uh, you know, I, I did enjoy tonight. And yes, the titles, I think, are back where they should be. I was never bored watching all seven of these matches, and I think that does say something. My next question is: all right, Who's the next uh, trio challengers to step up? You know, I mean, we have a lot of factions, but who's the next threesome to, to line up and be a threat? Let's you know, say at the pay per view in March. Well, if you, you know. can get Billy Gunn to, to oh, interesting. I'm just, I'm just, like I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because uh, I was gonna you know, say House of Black. I was gonna say House of Black, but I like that, Jimmy. No, just, a, just a thought because you know, hey, Billy Gunn that looks tremendous, and and you're talking about a group that's hugely over. Mm, I think it also, anything, at least speaking anyways. of that, you also have Swerve. Swerve just created his own little trio as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if those with the acclaim. I don't know if the two guys, well, I, I don't know if the two guys with Swerve can work, though. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's calm right. the brakes on that. But uh, uh, Billy, obviously, Billy's a thoroughbred. He, he looks phenomenal. B- Billy, having, I don't think Billy's ever worked with the Young Bucks or Kenny, so that would be kind of a do it while you can do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Billy and the right. acclaimers. I guess you also have Jeff Jarrett, uh, Lethal, and then uh, Sottenham. Yeah. I don't know where, yeah. I don't know how far along he's getting let's on the not, training. Let's but... not get carried away. I mean, they were just in a time. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's where you draw the line. Yeah, uh, like that, enough, enough. I'm not that drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> Give her another sex on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah that, that, that last uh, idea sobered her up real quick. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks a lot, Justin. <laughs> oh, you're you're welcome. All right. Well, that's uh, that's AEW Dynamite tonight from Los Angeles at the Kia Forum. So uh, overall, Jimmy, a lot of uh, hype going into the show. Did the show live up to its 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 expectations? I believe it did. It did live up its expect expect. I can't even spit it out. My God, who's been drinking here? Uh, I it did live up to its expectations, but at the same time. You know, uh, like I said, there's all these, always these little things that kind of get me triggered and get me going, oh, come on. You know, you, <laughs> you, you guys had me. Why'd you do that? But, but at the same time, hey, man, you know, I had fun. I enjoyed the show. I, I, was, try, I was trying to scissor Issa, that's all. Oh, well, wait, I got to go this way. Other way, there we go. There we go. There we go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday scissors. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the audio only version, I'm sorry, you're missing yeah. out. Yeah, you miss. Yeah, you are. Um, I I enjoyed tonight's episode. If I had to like take anything off of it, it would have been the Jungle Hook match and the JAS segment. Mm-hmm. Everything else, yeah. I really really enjoyed and had a blast. I did think it delivered. The crowd was hot. It was nice mm-hmm. visual. It, it looked like it sold very well because it looked packed mm-hmm. in a big arena. I loved it. I loved it. Isa, right. I would agree. If I I would take those two things out, I would replace them with. Give me the acclaimed live so Max Caster can have yes. that live crowd energy because they're so over. Put them on TV. I wonder what forgot. he would rap about. I, I have no idea, Jimmy. Mm. There's nothing really going oh, on this. Yeah. My nothing birthday. He will on. rap about my birthday. There you go. Nothing going on. And and, and and for God's sakes, put Wardlow out there if if if, if you can put him out there. <sighs> Did you guys see the sign? I'm sorry, I know we're trying to talk about it, but I saw a sign that says Saudi is not Uzi, and I popped. Not Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, <laughs> I did too. Yeah, <laughs> tremendous. I do think the AW crowd has excellent. They they do great with their signs. Every week mm-hmm. I find myself popping for something. They do a good job, the AW fans. Yeah, got to give it to them. Saudi is not Usi. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll keep watching that story. Um, <laughs> I got scared. I woke up this morning to a text from Busted Open saying, hey, can you come on this morning? And I went, oh, God, what happened? Oh yeah, uh. <laughs> we were on the air when everything was going crazy uh, on the mm. Tuesday night pod. So me, Glenn, and Alfred were trying mm. to recap NXT. Nobody was trying to talk NXT on the chat. Like everybody wanted to mm-hmm. talk about what's going on. Right. And I was making some jokes. I was like, "Oh God, Mansoor is going to dethrone Roman Reigns." But <laughs> at some point, I started to like get quieter because I was like, "This hasn't been confirmed," and it feels like people are really running with this. But mm. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So, like you said, Lamar, we gotta follow up and see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. You now, I saw that chatter last night. I went to bed looking at that chatter, and mm-hmm. now I went to bed going, "Okay, Saudi Arabia, there it, it's their opposite time, so it's getting ready to start their day. So if it's gonna right. happen, maybe." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, what am I gonna wake up to?" So then, then when I look at my phone and 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 bust it open, I was like, "Can you get on?" I'm like, "Oh God, I don't even, yeah. I don't even want to open up Twitter." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as of now. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, figured it was okay because I didn't have like crazy text messages and notifications when I like last I look at my phone when I first woke up I was like oh god it was it was normal notification status so I figured yeah. it was okay. Yeah, I'm definitely in the wait and see category right now because right now people are speculating, people are assuming um, there could be stuff put out there that maybe setting people on a different course on purpose. You never know. But, uh, I just yeah, feel I mean, like people... this is, if this happens, this is going to be reported by major news source. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to take a dig at even ourselves or anybody that reports only wrestling. 
I think this you're gonna see it. This is a six point almost seven billion dollar company. I can only imagine what they would possibly sell for. This is gonna be all over the news, all over yeah. the financials, like Forbes, like the stock market. Like this is not gonna be something that just gets leaked at one a.m. on Twitter. That is not how this is gonna go down. No, I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> well, and, and and I know most of our audience has probably not ever been in this experience in this situation. But I can tell you, having worked over a decade in the media, both mm-hmm. pro wrestling media as 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 weird of a term as i i, I coin that and legitimate right. sports media uh things do get oh. false things do get purposely leaked to to for a lot of reasons to flush out sources mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. uh senior direction so that I, that seems that seems like it might be worth that what that was you know my opinion i said this a little bit on busted open this morning not to rehash uh, if, if you listen to it but i expect if there is a sale of WWE and they're also are now also trying to sell off uh, or not sell off, I'm um, trying to acquire the next TV rights. Mm-hmm. I expect it to be hand in hand, meaning right. mm-hmm. I would expect Comcast slash NBC to buy them <clears throat> into which that is their new TV deal where that they acquire SmackDown and everything is all under that umbrella or I don't know about Disney, but like, I expect it to be hand in right. hand. I don't expect it to be. This random company buys WWE, and then now we're going exactly. to it. Just doesn't exactly. make sense. Yeah, yeah. Or, or uh, I, I love some of the rumors out there where not that they don't have the money, but the Khan family, Tony Khan buying uh, the WWE. And- oh, somebody said, uh, Jimmy, to your point, somebody said, was like, oh, the Rockets seed are going to come together and buy WWE, and I was like, listen, love both of them. They're not together combined. They cannot afford WWE. Mm-hmm. Like this is a company value of six point two seven billion dollars. Like <laughs> it's it's crazy, and and I get it. I, I, I was trying to dig around last night and I ended up getting two different stories. And that's when I started like backing up and, and playing mm-hmm. that game, give me or let's let it play out. Because I heard from two people that have told me things that panned out to be true in the past, mm-hmm. two completely different stories. And that's when I got freaked out. I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is this is all just Twitter panicking right now. Right. Yeah. And oh, and oh, by the way, if you're the rock at John Cena, why would you invest your money to take your losses when you are still commodities mm. that the company would pay you millions of dollars for one match. It just right. business wise makes no sense. But if there you even look at their at their net worth combined, which at celebrity's net worth is not what they actually have in the bank, you'll say why. But if you even mm-hmm. look at their net worth combined, doesn't even can't even afford like a quarter of what the company's worth right now. Right. And they're worth a lot of money. That goes to tell you how valuable WWE is. You have to have mm-hmm. the shareholders approve this. Like this isn't mm-hmm. an overnight thing. It just is that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. When 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 the sentence can be said that if John Cena and The Rock combine the money, they would still be minority owners. That kind of puts it all in perspective. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaks volumes. Let's put it that way. Amen. Amen. Minority. All right. At that, we will call it a podcast. Uh, okay. An hour and almost twelve minutes. And we thank everybody who's been with us here live. Appreciate all of the super chats. Thank you if you're checking us out after the fact, audio or video. No matter what you're doing, please tweet any of us at Justin Labar, at NYC Demon Diva, at Jimmy Corderas. Let us know where in the world you are, uh, Carmen San Diego. How are you taking in this podcast? What are you doing? How are you procrastinating life? Is it Are you putting off work? Are you putting off school? Are you driving? Are you commuting on the subway? What are you doing? Please let us know. I always love those, and I love to retweet them and share them. Birthday girl first, Issa. Get your plugs in. NYC Demon Diva, uh, we are less than, I think, 800 away from 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. You guys can also find me wow. on Charlie Brown Online and obviously here Wrestling Inc. on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. 
twenty thousand. That's 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 no joke for YouTube. That's pretty good. You remember yeah. when I started it? You gave me the idea to start this channel, Lavar. So you need to show up for my twenty thousand celebration. I, I I'm 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 happy. I'm happy. Just what I thought was common sense advice. I'm glad that you took and run ran with. Um, <laughs> Thank you, sir. Bravo, Jimmy. Plug it up. Uh, well, like you said, at Jimmy Corderas on Twitter, at Real Jimmy Corderas on Instagram. You can catch me on all my social media platforms uh, throughout the week from Monday to Friday doing my ref and rants and having a little fun with that. And now you can not only can you catch me here on Wrestling Inc. on Mondays and Wednesday nights, you can also catch me with my old uh, partner, my old brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, being the third man in the booth doing their podcast, Reffing It Up. There you go. More Jimmy. More Jimmy. I'm looking forward to catching up with your ref you know, tomorrow at the gym. Thank you. That's what the podcast and, and is. Yes, and happy birthday to our NYC Demon Diva, Isa. Happy 20th birthday. You're the best, Jimmy. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, I'm at, at Justin Labar. Follow me across all the socials. Uh, normally every Friday morning I'm on Busted Open Spar with Labar, but today was a Needed Wednesday spar with uh, Dave, Tommy, and uh, Mickey James. So uh, make sure you're always following that. Subscribe to Wrestling Inc. across whatever platform, whether it's YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audio Boom, whatever your flavor is to get your podcast. Subscribe. Don't miss a single episode. Leave a comment. Leave a nice comment. Uh, share it with somebody. Makes the world go round. Uh, I'll be back uh, next Monday with Jimmy and Jack after Monday Night Raw. Thanks, everybody. Have fun. Good night. Be good to each other. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.